Welcome to Ask Dr. Julie Hanks, a safe place for healing conversations that educate and empower you to prioritize your dreams, revolutionize your family, and personalize your faith. I'm your host, Dr. Julie Hanks, a psychotherapist and coach offering online courses and programs to help women all over the world heal themselves and their relationships. Join me here every week as I coach a listener through a specific challenge and empower them with tools to find healing. I'm so happy to welcome Rochelle to the podcast today. Welcome, Rochelle. Thank you. Hi, Dr. Julie. So glad to have you on the show today, and I can't wait to hear your question. Yes, thank you. It's a pleasure to get to be with you today. My question is, is it ever appropriate for an individual's personal agency to take precedence over the family's expectations? Um, mm. and, and when might that be appropriate versus when is a family's expectation to take precedence over an individual's preference? Okay, that's a great question. Can we get more specific? Yes. <laughs> okay. So I have five kiddos. My mm-hmm. middle child is a teenager and they are non-binary. Mm-hmm. And so we are getting used to using they and them as mm-hmm. the pronoun of choice for, for my teenager. And my kiddo does not enjoy attending church. It's pretty uncomfortable for them. We are members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, mm-hmm. and um, that can be a tricky place for non-binary teenagers. And this particular child is also arrow ace, which means aromantic and asexual. And that makes um, a church that is focused so very heavily on the family another tricky uh, place for them. Mm. And so all of this is new for for my teen. Um, Been about 18 months or so. And Mm -hmm. we have a family expectation of every member of the family attending church until they graduate from high school. And my kiddo participated in setting that expectation at the time that we were creating that expectation for our family. But now that things have changed a little bit and we see how uncomfortable they are at church and how truly miserable, really, Mm -hmm. they are at church, I'm wondering, is it time to um, reconsider a family expectation? What does your gut say? Yes. Okay. So my gut says that it isn't helpful to have a child be purely miserable. Mm -hmm. Um, My gut also says it's beneficial to work through discomfort. And so I've been really watching and listening to my Mm -hmm. kiddo, to my teen, they're 15. I've really been listening to what they say in the way they express not wanting to go to church. Mm -hmm. Um, And the way that my child does that is by saying, I really don't want to go to church today, but I will go if you really want me to go to church. And so I've thought about why I do want them Mm. to go to church. Mm -hmm. I believe my child who says that church attendance isn't going to be part of their adult life. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I also leave the door open for them to change their minds, but I'm not trying to convince them to stay forever. I would prefer them to come to church for multiple reasons. I see it as a benefit to my teenager 
because then they're still participating in something the whole family does on Sunday. So for me, it's, I don't want them to be excluded from family time. I also see it as a benefit to the younger kids in our family because it sets a good precedent. You know, I might have another kiddo coming down the line who says, I don't want to go to church because I'd really rather sleep. And, you know, big sibling didn't have to go to church, so I don't want to go to church either. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And maybe not have the same misery at church, but just prefer to sleep in kind of Mm -hmm. thing. So I can see the family expectation and sticking to the family expectation as a benefit. And then on our congregation level, I see it to be hugely beneficial for, for those that we attend church with to attend church with a non-binary arrow ace teenager. I think that there's a lot of growth that can come from those that we worship with as they see that not everybody has to be fitting into a little box. Mm-hmm. There can be a variety of, of individuals who, who come to church. So I see pros and cons both ways. Um, and my gut says you don't have enough information to make this decision yet, which is why mm. I'm seeking. Oh, okay. Fair enough. What do you hope your teen will get from attending church personally? Right. Yes. I want them to feel more included in the family. I want them to, um, so a lot of the time when we're all together as a family, my teen prefers to be a little bit removed. They have some sensory stuff going on. And with the combination of other children's needs, it can be pretty loud in our homes at times. And, and so often it is easier on our teenager to be tucked away in their room. And this is a time, you know, a peaceful time at church when they can be all together with us and and have that time that we share together on a Sunday. Mm -hmm. Um, And I also can see how it would be beneficial to them to to see their ward family's concern for them, which is really hard right now because they don't like any attention to be on them. And and the ward has been very loving toward our kiddo. And so that's part of what makes them so uncomfortable is that there is friendly uh, conversation happening and they would rather not be spoken to. They'd rather um, just be invisible as many 15-year-olds, I think, would like to, to be. Does your teen feel excluded from the family? No, no. They okay. thrive at home. I think there are times when they... So our youngest kiddo and our teenager have opposite needs. <laughs> our youngest has ADHD, and so he is very... Um, makes a lot of noise and Mm -hmm. a lot of motion. And that can be hard for my teenagers, sensory overload issues. And so, um, but no, they feel very loved and accepted at home. And I think that here in our home is the place, pretty much the only place they feel comfortable. They don't love school. They don't love church. They probably, Mm -hmm. that's a very mild way of putting it. They really dislike school and they really hate church, Okay, but home is comfortable. So one of the reasons you said you wanted your child to go is so they would be included with the family. But Mm -hmm. if that's not an issue, 
you might want to take that off the list. Right. They are definitely included in our home. I just worry that if they're not attending with us at church, that they might feel this is another way that I don't look or act like the rest of my family because they already are looking and not acting like the rest of us in their gender identity and in their sexuality and in their um, sensory issues, you know, their, their needs on a sensory level. Mm -hmm. So I worry that it would be a thing that would separate them. Have you asked them? I haven't. I should do that. Yeah. Would this feel separating if we didn't require you to come to church? Do you feel alienated? Would you feel separate? That's a really good question to ask them. Yeah. The reason about the younger kids, I think you have a very unique situation where your younger children will likely be in a totally different situation. And from working with LGBTQIA LDS people, church can be a very unsafe, hurtful place. Right. And that's a different experience than a cisgendered, heterosexual child. Right. (laughs) Right. For sure. So I just, I just don't even know that you can, if they do say, well, well, you know, so-and-so didn't have to go. It's like, don't even entertain that. It's like, that's irrelevant to you and who you are. Okay. Yeah. That's really helpful. And I'm parenting you. you know? <laughs> right. And that is one thing that we learned from our teenager when they were a much younger child, they had a teacher who said, every kid in my classroom gets what they need. So um, when my child was in that classroom, because of some of the sensory stuff, they had different needs. And I said, mm-hmm. is it ever a distraction to the rest of the class? And the teacher said, no, our students know that each student gets what they need. And we've mm-hmm. incorporated that in our family. Mm. And so that rings so true to me because mm-hmm. it wouldn't be the first time my children have heard that. And we have so many times said, you know, this child has these needs and we all as a family together need to work toward meeting their needs. Mm-hmm. You have different needs and all of us are working together to meet your needs. So that that feels really authentic to our family and something Good. I could definitely incorporate if down the road that becomes an issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you can just say, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not talking to you about this because it's irrelevant to you and parenting you. Okay. Yeah, no, that's great. So the third, if I'm remembering correctly, was that it's good for your congregation to right. be exposed to a gender non-binary person. Right. Right. And I don't know that that's fair. It's not my job. Mm-hmm. It's not my job to expose them. And it's not your kid's job to be put in a place where they are miserable to help someone else. Right. Right. And that's what I have felt. You know, I I have felt it as much as it would be wonderful if that's what my teen was choosing. Mm-hmm. That would be a great blessing for the rest of us who are going to church on Sunday. And yeah. But I I don't want my kid to be hurt. I just don't want my child to be hurt ever. Any of my children to be hurt. Yes. And 
with the current climate, mm-hmm. it's guaranteed. Yeah. And it has already happened. Yeah. Yeah. Already, my child's not attending the youth program. Mm-hmm. Um, they are assigned female at birth. And mm-hmm. so they are no longer attending young women's because they don't feel like a woman, young or old. Mm-hmm. Um, and so already they have not been attending there. They've had people, um, they've been hurt. They've already been hurt. And so I, right. So I don't want that to continue. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, I think you have your answer. Yeah. I think I have my answer too. What's your answer? My answer is to talk to my child and say, would you feel like you were apart from the family, would you feel excluded on Sundays if you were to stay home? And I already know their answer. They'd say, no, let me stay home. (laughs) Please, (laughs) please. Yes. Um, Yes. And this helps me so much because I really have felt like, I mean, I I can predict what's coming down the road. I can predict some kids, one child in particular saying, well, so-and-so didn't go to church and you let them stay home. And, and so having this reminder that I can say to them, as we have said for years, each child gets what they need. They had mm-hmm. a different need is so helpful. And so liberating to me to continue to trust what my non-binary kiddo, what my teenager is saying mm-hmm. is their experience. So I guess a good follow-up question to all this is, are there ways that I can help my teenager um, do things that require them to stretch and grow, you know, require them? One of the things I wondered was, is this, is coming to church good for them in the sense that they will be growing through an uncomfortable experience? And we all have uncomfortable experiences coming down the line. So I do want I don't want to shelter them from all difficult experiences because I do want them to learn to grow through those difficult experiences, nor do I want to put them in a position where they will break in a a bad, damaging position. So, Okay, so uncomfortable Mm -hmm. is totally different from unsafe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So my guess is going to school is uncomfortable. Right. My guess is having family meals is uncomfortable, but hopefully they're not unsafe. They're not. Yeah. Okay. Right. Well, I I guess there could be instances at school where they are unsafe, but I've not heard that they are unsafe there. We have a very good high school community. Very, Mm. very accepting. Very wonderful. So I don't think they're unsafe. Okay. So uncomfortable means growth. Unsafe means shut down, disconnect, trauma, trauma, Mm -hmm. sadness, hurt. So those are very, very different. Right. So you don't want to put your child in an unsafe situation, hoping that it'll help them grow because it it will hurt them. Right. Right. And it's seeming more and more and more like church is one of those places as heartbreaking as that is to me, church is one of the places where trauma will happen. Yeah. 
And church works really well for a lot of people and a lot of kids. Mm -hmm. It works really well. And it's okay if it doesn't work really well for your child right now. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. And that's not a reflection on you or your family. It's just the individual needs of your child. And that's, that's more important. Right. That's just more important than conformity or what other people think or what, you know, whatever, whatever it might be. Right. Right. I think I have one more question and that is, I see my teenager not having any interest in faith at all. Mm -hmm. And in my mind, that was because they, we are members of a church that doesn't have a lot of space, doesn't make a lot of space for non-binary or um, the LGBTQIA plus Mm -hmm. community in general. So are there ways that I could and should, I don't really like the word should, but Mm -hmm. could and should support, encourage, promote faith if they choose to have none whatsoever right now, Mm -hmm. as far as we understand it as a family? What, what would be the right way to go forward? I also don't like that word right yeah. way. But <laughs> what would be a way forward? A good to way. Help, yeah, to help. Mm-hmm. Um, just to help that side of their um, human experience mm-hmm. continue to grow. Since it will look so very different than what I've experienced and what I know. Yes, yes. Yeah. Does your child have any interest in any faith traditions or curiosity or? No, not right now. Right now, they feel that they don't know that there is any kind of a God. And right now, they just are questioning, and maybe not even questioning. I feel like right now, it's just they are at, I don't know that a God exists. And that's where I'm comfortable being mm-hmm. right now. I, I, I'm not questioning. I'm not seeking. Mm-hmm. What I have seen of faith traditions is a lot of oppression. Mm-hmm. And I'm not interested in that, mm-hmm. which I and, love. I yeah, love that is, they're not interested in oppressing others because yes. I'm not either. <laughs> so I, I want to encourage you, Rochelle, to expand your definition of spirituality. Okay. Okay. It's not a belief in God. Okay. Okay. Tell me more. I mean, it can include that. It can include that, but that's not the definition. It's connection to something bigger than yourself. Okay. That could be all of humankind. That could be nature. That could be, you know, it could be anything, but it's, I think what's important for development is for teens to have experiences beyond their own existence. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yes. Which is so hard to do. I remember being 15 <laughs> and I remember how definitely sure I was that my whole experience was all that there was to experience. Yeah. And so, right. yeah. so opportunities for service to okay. people who have different needs or different, you know, Teens need to make a difference. Okay. Teens need to make a difference. Church is a way that teens can make a difference and serve each other and serve their community. 
But there were lots of different ways. And so rather than religion or spirituality, I would actually frame for your child, like spirituality is just getting beyond yourself and connecting to something beyond you, which can be other people, which can be animals. It could be music. It could be, you know, lots of different things. Right. So um, opportunities to make a difference are going to be really important. Okay. I can absolutely focus on helping them foster that because they've always been the kid who um, befriends the friendless. And so Mm -hmm. that feels so authentic to part of who they are. So I can Mm -hmm. absolutely help them find ways to continue to do that in their Mm -hmm. lives and that. Okay. I love that. Thank you. And that is spirituality too. Yes. Yes, it is. Right. That tenderness, that awareness of other people outside of yourself, that spirituality. And so I want you to expand that for yourself so you can see the beauty in your teen with the spiritual aspect. Okay. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Welcome. Thank you. What, what are you going to take with you, Rochelle, from our conversation today? Right. So the first thing I'm going to do is ask my kid, do you want to stay home from church? Would that make you feel less a part of our family? Mm -hmm. And then from that answer, explore ways for them to do good outside of themselves mm-hmm. and and out in the world and ask them what feels like their preferred way to to give back and mm-hmm. help and help make that happen for them. Good. Good. Wonderful. Thank Wonderful. you. You're I welcome. I appreciate it. I appreciate you and your bravery and just your willingness to share your mama heart, you know, for your, just uh, your amazing kids and this one unique situation, you know, it's, it sounds like it's um, parenting. This teen is helping you grow in really beautiful ways. I agree by leaps and bounds. It's, Mm -hmm. it's their journey has been a wonderful, difficult, eye-opening experience for our mm. whole family. Mm. It's, I've loved it, and it's been so pain- painful. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, wonderful! Well, they're really lucky to have you as a parent along Thank this you. journey of life. And Thank I wish you. I wish you and your family all the best. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Thank you to you, Dr. Julie. Thanks, Rochelle, for being on the podcast. It was my pleasure. Thank you for listening to Ask Dr. Julie Hanks, a podcast helping real women seek solutions to life's biggest challenges. If you'd like to learn more, you can connect with me on social media at Dr. Julie Hanks and at drjuliehanks.com, where you'll find information about virtual groups, coaching, and online courses. For therapy services in Utah, visit wasatchfamilytherapy.com.
Have you ever thought, hey, I want to talk to Dr. Julie Hanks about this question? Well, now's your chance. I want to have you on my podcast. So email hello at drjuliehanks.com with your question and the reason why you want to be on the podcast. And we may just choose you for a free coaching session.